Good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Yes, Father. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever. Great is the Lord. It is your breath in our lungs. And Father, we thank you. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Your greatness is unsearchable. Hallelujah. No, nothing compares to you. No one compares to you. Hallelujah. In the earth, above the earth, under the earth, nothing compares to you, Father. And we bless your holy, matchless name, Elohim. You are our God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity again to give you glory, to give you thanks. In all things, we give you thanks. This opportunity for us to come together in unity, to hear from you, to hear from your throne, and to offer up our bowls before you. Hallelujah. The prayers of the saints, Father, may they be a sweet-smelling savor to your nostrils. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you, Jesus, and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus, have your way. Have your way on this call today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the prayer call this Thursday morning, July 27. Excellent numbers. Hallelujah. The number of agreement and the number of perfection. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day again. And I thank each one of you for joining the call today. Let me introduce you to our team that's lined up. My name is Sister Charlene Tuckerson. I'm your facilitator this morning. Glad to be here facilitating for you, with you. Hallelujah. The leaders of our house at New Destiny Church are Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We say good morning, Bishop. Good morning, Lady Adrian. We bless you in the name of the Lord. We bless your family. Hallelujah. So our God be the glory. We also want to say good morning and send blessings out to our prayer call controller, Sister Sidonia Fazel. Good morning, sis. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Our prayer call controllers get up way before we do to ensure that the audio and all the electric parts of the, the prayer call are available and ready. And we just want to thank them. Amen. Our devotion will be brought this morning by Minister Randall Gorey. Good morning, Minister Randall. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. I'm doing excellent. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for asking. How are you? I am well, sir. Thank you. Thank you. 
Our prayer requests and any praise reports that have been submitted will be offered up by Sister Yvette Atienza. Good morning, Sister Yvette. How are you doing? Good morning. Actually, this is Sister Margaret. I'm doing well. Oh, Sister um, Margaret. How are you doing? Uh, I'm excellent. On top and rising, sis. How are you this morning? All right. I like that. <laughs> excellent on top and rising. Amen, amen, amen. Okay. Well, without further ado, Minister Randall, we are ready for you. Thank you so much, Charlie. And I want to say good morning to Margaret, to Donna. Thank you both for being on the line this morning. Giving honor to God this morning for another great day to just be alive in the land of the living. I want to give honor to Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian Smith. Once again, happy anniversary, 24 years of ministry. When you see them, love on them, send them texts, send them in the chat. Just let them know how much we appreciate all that they have done for the body of Christ. So thank you so much. I want to acknowledge all the pastors and the clergy that have joined in on the line from around the globe on this morning. I want to acknowledge as well the universal body of Christ, especially New Destiny Church, my church family. Thank you so much. God bless everybody. Well, this morning's devotion is entitled Trusting God Through the Good and the Bad. There's an old saying we used to have that said, when it's good, it's good, but when it's bad, it's bad. But trusting God through the good and the bad is a challenge to some degree, but it's also a blessing in another. So we'll look at three different passages of Scripture this morning to hear from three prominent powerful men of God and what they have to say to help us to get a better understanding of what trusting God through the good and the bad looks like. The 34th division of Psalms, the 18th verse, is our first scripture this morning, and it's out of New King James. And it simply says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the second verse out of the CEV version of the Bible, the Apostle Paul simply writes, Always be humble and gentle. Patiently put up with each other and love each other. Wow. And then out of the book of James, the first chapter, the second verse, New Living Translations reads, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now, this morning, if we can be real with one another, we can agree that we're not going to always have good days. There are going to be times in life when we feel the heaviness of troubles, brokenheartedness, impatience, and unloving treatment. But what King David is saying here in the 34th division of Psalms, the 18th verse, he's simply saying how God understands us when we have these types of feelings and helps us to bear the burden of our sorrows. 
It may not seem like it sometimes, church, but the biblical God we serve cares deeply for our pain. So don't let the enemy fool you. When it's going well, God is there. When it's not going well, God is still there. That's why we should never avoid going to our Father God when we feel emotions of distress, depression, or heartache. Remember in John, the 11th chapter, the 19th verse, when Jesus knew his friend Lazarus had died, he went to the home of Lazarus' grieving sisters, Martha and Mary, and comforted them. Again, this is another example of Jesus caring about our pain and our disappointments. So be encouraged today if you're dealing with any form of distress or depression or heartache, because Jesus is near. It's his nature. It's his heart to be a comforting presence, to bear the burdens of our sorrows. He can identify with them. So we need to be encouraged today. Jesus Christ is a comforter. When Jesus saw Mary's tears, it says in John, the 11th chapter, the 33rd verse, he was deeply moved in spirit and greatly troubled when her tears were flowing that her brother had died. That's our good, good father for you. He saw her tears. He sees our tears always present and watching over us. Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says he'll never leave us, nor will he forsake us. He's always present, watching over us. He identifies with our pain, our heartache, our brokenness. He'll never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Amen. But when Jesus approached Lazarus' tomb, it says in verse 35 that he wept and was deeply moved again. We're simply hearing that it's just the loving compassion of our Lord. The things that we do, he does. The things that move our hearts definitely move his. If we're crying, Jesus is crying for us because he bears witness to what we are going through. See, the Lord Jesus is such a compassionate Father that he experienced all of this that we experience. Though he knew all along he would raise his friend Lazarus from death, he was still feeling the emotions of it. Let's look over at Hebrews, the fourth chapter in the 15th verse. It's the assurance here that says, Jesus, our great high priest, sympathizes with our weaknesses. We're going to get weak sometimes. And we're not going to feel like we can go forward in strength. It's not going to feel possible that we'll see a different outcome because of our weaknesses. But in the second, second Corinthians, the 12th chapter, in the ninth verse, it simply reads, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
my grace is sufficient for you, for all of us, because his strength is made perfect when we are weak. So we have someone to hold close to. We have someone that is holding us up, that is keeping us on the path that we need to be on in order to complete it. That includes both the meaning of human suffering and the struggle that we have against sin because we struggle with uh, suffering. We struggle with sin. We, we do our best, but it's difficult if we can be honest. We should be glad about that, that God is with us. I know I am because Jesus was tempted like you. He was tempted like I but he remained sinless, which is all of our goal. We're all trying to remain sinless. We're doing everything we can to think right, to walk right, to talk right. So let us continue to press toward the mark of the higher calling. Now, since we know that he understands and cares about us, we can draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. That's important when we're going through troubled times. It has been said that prayer is the place that burdens change shoulders. Aren't you glad about that, that you don't have to carry your burdens, that if you lay them down, the Lord will pick them up, and he will help us to go where we're trying to go. Jesus' shoulders can bear our burdens. When we are brokenhearted and our spirits are crushed, he picks up our burdens. He handles our brokenheartedness. Matthew, the 11th chapter, the 28th to the 30th verse, 1 Peter 5, 7, speaks specifically to this that Jesus' shoulders can bear our burdens when we are brokenhearted and our spirits are crushed. Now, if we look at Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the first verse, the Apostle Paul says, we should be striving to live in a manner worthy of Christ's calling. And in order to do that, there are four traits described in this verse. First, the Ephesians in that day and all the Christians today should be living in humility. Matthew 18 and 4 describes humility of a child, the innocence of a person. Matthew, the 23rd chapter and 12th verse, reminds us whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So as Christ's followers, we are to likewise operate in humility. The second trait, believers are to live with gentleness. Read Galatians 5 and 23. <clears throat> Excuse me. Being gentle is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Being gentle. And in the life of every believer, there should be a spirit of gentleness. Gentleness can help avoid unnecessary conflict and demonstrates the love we're commanded to display at all times. Philippians 4 and 5 says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. The third trait, we as believers are to exhibit patience 
Patience is another precious fruit of the Spirit. Read Galatians 5 and 22. And it's a necessity if we're to show love to each other. Patience. Apostle Paul reminds believers in 1 Corinthians 13 and 4 that love is patient. Love is patient. And then the fourth trait says believers are to live with love towards one another. 1 Corinthians 13 mentions the greatest of God's gifts is love. Love is taking actions which benefit others. I'll say that again. Love is taking actions which benefit others. A feeling that doesn't result in action is not biblical love. It is not biblical love. For example, Christ taking our burdens to the cross, dying in our place so that we might have life and have it eternal. The gift of salvation cost the Lord his life. A feeling that doesn't result in action is not biblical love. And then finally, James, the first chapter, the second verse, is a challenging command saying, we should find joy in bad things happening to us. Now, these bad things are trials of various kinds, and everyone experiences trials. But what James means here is that for believers to respond to troubles, regardless of size, by counting that experience as joy. He is not saying feel happy when trials come, but he's telling us to call it joyful, to label it as a thing worth rejoicing over. Why is that? Because James is implying that we should enter our hardships as deposits into our checkbook, so to say, of our lives, not withdrawals. We should be glad that hardships are deposited so that we can see a deposit being put in our lives for a miracle to happen through us. James is also talking about how we can categorize those moments when we are assessing our life as a whole. For example, we can decide how we will describe any moment to ourselves. We may not be able to control our circumstances, but we can control how we think about our circumstances. So let's count it all joy, church. When we're going through it, it's going through it with God. We're going to come out of it better than when we went into it. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for the bread of life. It's our desire to trust you through the good and through the bad. Help us, Lord, to remember that you're always near to us who are brokenhearted. Lord, teach us how to always be humble, to be gentle, and to be patient with each other. Show us how to see our trials, opportunities for you to bless us so that we can know joy unspeakable when, that, when it manifests in supernatural favor. Give us the endurance to serve well and to continue to pursue our purpose towards our destiny. This is our heart's prayer this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. This is Charlene. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Minister Randall, thank you for that word. Hallelujah. What a wonderful word. Amen. Without further ado, 
Sister Margaret, we're ready for you. Yeah, thank you, Minister Randall. That was a really good word. Praise God. Um, <clears throat> so we have one praise report and one prayer request this morning. So if you can, everyone join your hearts with me as we pray. Heavenly Father, we come this morning in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you are our compassionate King Priest, Jesus Christ the righteous. We thank you, Father God, that um, your word says in Psalm 34 that we're bursting with joy over what you've done for us, Father God, that our lips are full of perpetual praise, that we are boasting of you and all of your works, and let all who are discouraged take heart. So, Father, we thank you this morning as we think about all the things you've done for us, Father, those that may uh, be in a season of the valley, Lord God, we take heart this morning. We, we, we have joy, Father, as we think about the things that you've done for us, Father God. We thank you. We praise you, Father, that we know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, Father. And so we rejoice in you, our God, our Savior, our King, our Priest. You are the righteous one, O oh God. You are the one that delivers us from all evil. You are with us, O oh God. Your word says that um, we have a magnificent king priest that is touched with the feeling of our infirmities, that Jesus was in all points um, tempted, like as we are yet without sin. Therefore, we can come boldly into the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. So we thank you, Lord God, for grace this morning. We thank you for new mercy each and every day today, Lord God. Um, the evangelism team um, has a praise report that one of the young men that, uh, that we serve through the New Destiny Connect has been housed. Hallelujah. So we give joy. Uh, we give God all the glory for his continued blessings over the ministry. So, Father, we thank you for the young man that has found housing, Father. We continue to lift up all the, uh, uh, the people that come through the New Destiny uh, Showers Ministry, the Evangelism Showers Ministry, that you would bless those that want to be housed to be housed, those that want to have a job to be uh, able to get a job, Lord God. We lift up all 12 of those people that came, Lord God. We pray you said that you would meet all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so we thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, and we agree with heaven that all of their needs are met, that those that need housing are able to get housing, that those that need jobs, you're opening doors for them that no man can close, oh God. You're putting words in their mouths and helping them to find favor, Lord God, and to have a shot, to have a, a, a chance, oh God, um, at a new job, oh God. You're shifting their lives, oh God, so that they're able to uh, re-enter society and be able to uh, uh, become where they're able to take care of themselves and their families, Father. We lift up all of those that have medical conditions before you, Lord God. Um, we speak to those that have cancer and declare that Christ is the big C uh, over cancer and that any name that is named must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And so we speak to cancer and command you to die, to dry up, to shrivel up, to go in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ is Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of those 12 people 
this morning, Lord God. We thank you that their cells are healthy and healed and whole, Lord God, uh, and that every uh, cancerous cell is now dried up and died and that their red blood cells are fighting, oh God, their white blood cells are fighting, oh God, and they are being totally restored in Jesus' name. We pray for those that have eye problems, oh God, for their eyes to be totally healed, their retinas, Lord God, to be uh, totally restored, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that perfect vision is restored. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord who heals, Father. And so we thank you for healing your people, Lord God. We thank you that your glory is, is coming upon each and every one of those 12 people, Lord God. Your glory is your goodness, Father God. They're seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, Lord God. And their hearts are rejoicing because you see them, oh God. You are Jehovah Rohi. You are the Lord who sees. We declare you see each and every one of them, Father God. And you touch them, oh God. And you uh, uh, are touching them with the feeling of their infirmities, oh God. You, you, you're able to relate, oh God. But you also are the healer, Lord God. So we thank you for healing and strengthening and blessing and opening doors for each one of them, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for more housing in the uh, Pittsburgh, Antioch, Contra Costa area, Lord God, that you would open up a door, Lord God, for more housing for those that desire to be housed, Lord God. We pray also, Lord God, that Pittsburgh and Antioch would have more cooling centers, Lord God, during the hot weather, that people will be able to come in off the street, those without walls, those that don't have homes, oh God, that they'll be able to have a place of refuge uh, from the heat, Lord God, before the temperature gets to triple digits, Father. So we thank you for that, Lord God. You said anything we ask of you in your name, we know that you hear you, that we hear that you hear us, Lord God. It's the confidence that we have in you. And if we know you hear us, we know we have the request that we've asked of you. So we thank you, Lord God, for blessing those without walls, those that don't have homes, oh God, those that come through the evangelism ministry for showers, oh God, and those that don't, Lord God. We thank you for protecting them. We thank you for drawing them closer to you. We thank you for revealing yourself in a greater way to them, Lord God, so that they can see your goodness, oh God. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Sister Charlene? Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Sister Margaret, for the powerful prayer. Hallelujah. And we stand here agreeing in the name of Jesus so we know that Father God has heard us from heaven, and we know that we have the petitions that have been offered up. Amen. We want to quickly swing back to you, Minister Randall. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning? Thank you, Sister Margaret. I, uh, I'm sorry, Sister Margaret and Sister Charlene. Thank you both so much for um, this opportunity. wanted to just remind everyone uh, the scriptures to just further uh, meditate on this morning would just be Psalms 34 and 18, Ephesians 4 and 2, and James 1 and 2. Thank you. Amen. Father, hide your word in our hearts. We hide our, your word in our hearts that we will not sin against you, but we will acknowledge you in everything that we do. Amen. Uh, we have a couple of announcements. If you have any prayer requests, please send them in to www.newdestiny.online. 
At the home page, click Connect. Under Connect, click Ministries, click Prayer, scroll down and enter your prayer request. We love to pray. We have been called to pray. Amen? And we will pray without ceasing. Remember, corporate prayer will be held at the Pittsburgh campus this Saturday. Come on out. We'll see you at 7 a.m. at the Pittsburgh campus. Amen? And behalf of, on behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Minister Randall, Sister Margaret, Sister Sidonia, and our entire New Destiny family, thank you for joining the call this morning. And we invite you to invite others 5 o'clock a.m. on Wednesday and Thursday mornings where we sit together before the throne of God and eat the breakfast of champions. Amen. Let's go before Father God one more time on the call before we depart, but never from his presence. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word this morning. And Father, we will trust you through the good and through the bad. But we know, dear God, according to your word, that all things work together for them who love you, Lord, who have been called according to your purpose. Mm-hmm. And Father, we yield to your spirit. I pray that you bless Sister Margaret, that you bless Minister Randall, Father, that you bless every one of your intercessors that have awoken this morning to be on this call. You know their needs. You know their desires. Father, I pray, dear God, as they delight themselves in you, that you, dear Father, you grant them the desires of their heart. And I pray their desires are aligned with heaven, with you, God. I declare Proverbs 3 over them that they lean not to their own understanding, no matter the situation, Father, but that in all their ways they acknowledge you to direct their path and their footsteps are ordered of you. So I know, we know, that they will walk in the path that you have ordained, the purpose that you've ordained. Father, by the power of your Holy Spirit, Help them to stand strong, stand strong, fully armored with your armor, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, manifest your word in each life. Hallelujah. As they trust, as we trust in you, have your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Sister Sidonia, please open the lines for the saints to pray together. (laughs) 